Blog Talk Radio. everyone, and welcome to Dr. Faye Live, the most powerful radio broadcast on Sunday night. If you have burning questions your Sunday school teacher would not or could not answer, this is the broadcast for you. We take on the taboo, the unmentionable, right here on Dr. Faye Live. And now, for tonight's broadcast, our host, Dr. Faye.
Lord, we thank you. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. And we praise your name. for your strength the same strength that operated in you Jesus now operates in us no difference it's the same it's the same Father doesn't have one strength for Jesus and another one for us it's the same Neither does he have one love for Jesus and another one for us. It's the same. That right there should set your world ablaze. To know that he loves you with the same love that he loves Jesus with. That he has placed us in sonship because of the blood. For the blood of Jesus Thank you Father For loving us so much That you've given us The blood of Jesus You counted us worthy And we're so grateful We're so grateful That you counted us worthy Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Well, good morning and welcome again to church, everybody. Glad you're here. Glad that you were able to wake up and pray this morning. Because God has a word for you. And that word... Mm-hmm. Can revolutionize the way you live your life Because it's revelation into your heart Into your mind And Marilyn said something the other day And it's so true Each person receives what they receive And that's why testimonies are good People receive what they can receive the Bible puts it this way. Jesus spake as they were able to hear. And that's why 
has created a lot of division too. It's not that the people didn't hear God. They heard God at their level. They heard God according to the way they could hear God. And we can't judge what they heard in their own spirit, in their within themselves. <sighs> I want us to take a look. Mm. Whew. Hallelujah. I believe I want to talk about, go to uh, Matthew, the 14th chapter. There's some other scriptures that I could reference, but I want to go to Matthew, the 14th, on this one. And we're not going to, we won't read the entire chapter, but get a slice. Some out It's not out of context But I do want to take A few scriptures And Teach A word From that place The challenge is to Find out where I want to start (laughs) I think I want to start Matthew 14 and the 25th verse. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. And when the the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled. It is a spirit. And they cried out, you know what? Let me back up a little bit more because I want to set this scene up. It's important to set the scene up. That's what they do in theater. They set the scene so you can get ready for the story. That's what books do. Set the scene up to get you ready for the story. Well, I got to do a little bit better than that. Hold on a second. Now, they had just finished feeding the 5,000 besides the women and children. So there were more than 5,000. There were more than 5,000. Women and children were not counted in the census. They were not counted. So they had just finished feeding more than 5,000. I always say it at least if at least twenty. Give your wife and two kids. <laughs> but anyway, at straightway Jesus so that that was that was a lot of work. That was a lot of work. They had to walk around and give fish and bread to could have been as many as twenty thousand people. Okay? So they've been working. And then Jesus straightway constrained the disciples to go get in the ship and go before him unto the other side. And he remained and sent the multitude away, gave them instructions. 
he told them to go ahead of him. And when he had sent the multitude away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. He went to rest and to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship that he had sent the disciples in was now in the midst of the sea. It was in the middle of the sea. It was away from the shore. It's way out in the middle now. And a storm arose while they were in the midst of the sea. And Jesus up in the mountain praying, interceding. But his disciples were caught in a storm. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. Remember, he'd been in prayer. He'd been in intercession. And so he went out walking on the sea in the midst of the trouble in the midst of the storm in the midst of the ship being tossed listen to me listen to me here in the midst of the ship being tossed in the midst of what looked like circumstantial devastation in the midst of what looked like chaos and confusion and torture and in the midst of what looked like the total obliteration of the ship and his disciples. Jesus comes walking at night. It was evening, remember? It was dark. So he comes walking in the dark. Ho, 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 God. In the midst of trouble, in the midst of the darkness, here comes Jesus. You get the scene? You get the picture? Now, I'm a teacher. I know how to break it down so you can get the pieces. That's a gift of teaching so that you can see, not being arrogant, but not just, but helping you to understand the classroom. Sure enough, I'm writing it on the chalkboard. Well, these days I'm doing PowerPoints so that you can understand and you can see. So he comes walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, it is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. So apparently they didn't really know it was him. So what would they be thinking, you know? So it was a spirit. It was a ghost. And, of course, we look at it from a different angle and said, well, even if it's a ghost and you're in trouble, if a ghost can help you, let the ghost help you. But anyway, it's a spirit. So they had more trouble. In their minds, they were having this really bad night on the sea. The ship was in trouble. They were in trouble. And in the midst of all of this, here comes the ghost in their minds. Mm-hmm. And 
fear compounded Shaka. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it's you, this is, yeah, wait, 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 let me back up here. And when the disciples saw them saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit, and they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I, it's me, it's me, it's me. Put away your fear. That's what he told them. He said, Be not afraid. Put away your fear. I'm coming in the middle of your trouble. I'm coming in the midst of your chaos and confusion. I am coming in the midst of your darkness. I'm coming in the midst of your uncertainties. You see, he didn't he didn't come the way they had expected him to come. He was supposed to meet them earlier. Shoo. That was the impression that they had because he told them to go ahead of him to the ship. Yeah, he did. He told them to go on. And straightway, Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitude away. Mm-hmm. And he went upside to the mountain to pray. So he persuaded them to go ahead and go ahead of him. They preferred for him to get in the ship with them, and they all left together. But here they were out in the middle of the sea, and Jesus can you imagine the uncertainty in their mind? They're thinking, how is he going to get to the other side? And he's already told us to go ahead of him. How is he coming? We're in the boat. How is he coming? But here Jesus is walking, walking toward them while they're in the midst of trouble. And then he tells them, as he sees fear overwhelming them, put away your fear. Be happy. I'm here. (laughs) Be happy. That's what he said. Be of good cheer. Be happy. Put away your fear. Be happy. Put away your fear. I see your dilemma. I see your circumstances. I see that things are not very, you know, they don't appear to be very uh, pleasing. They don't appear to be very helpful right now. Life doesn't appear to be all that you want it to be. Circumstances seem to be taking over your finances, over your body, over your relationships. But I'm telling you now, be happy I'm here. Hi, God. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is really you, just tell me to come. Because Peter was looking for the word. How many of you are looking for 
looking for him to speak a word, looking for him to speak a word into your life. Peter said, if it's you, just give me your word. Bid me come to you, come to you on the water. And he said, Jesus said to him, come. Gave him the word. You need a word, I give you the word. The word is come. Step out of your boat of life. Step out of the places, Shaka. You know it's not working anyway. Things, you keep hitting walls. You keep getting into these these situations where you feel that you're going to go under. But if you just put your eye upon me, yay, yay, and yay. If you will just put your eye upon the Lord, you can get out of what looks like a devastation and begin to move in the direction of faith. Come means get in motion. It means you you have the ability to do what I'm doing. That's what Jesus was say, saying to Peter. And he wasn't just saying it to Peter. Any of them could have gotten out of the boat. Peter is just the one that gave the request. If it's you, bid me to come. He said, come. He could have, just like he said, Lazarus, he could have, when he said, come, any of them could have stepped out of the boat and said, me too, Lord, I'm coming. But it was Peter who took the word and stepped out of the boat. How I many of you know God can send a word and people can be sitting there in church, right here in church, in church. People can be sitting there in church and God sends a word and people reject it because they don't think that, the, it, you know, it's not for them. Listen, I've said in so many services, and I've heard words going forth for other people, and I thought, hmm, that's a good word. I'm going to take that for myself. Yes, indeed. <laughs> so Peter gets out of the boat. Mm-hmm. He walked on the water moving in the direction of Jesus. He walked on the water, moving in the direction of Jesus. Now, Jesus, being the creator of the sea, in the beginning, yeah, was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So Jesus, being the Word made flesh, he was always in control of the elements. So it wasn't a strange thing for Jesus to walk on the water, but it was a strange thing for Peter because he had not been there before. But he had seen Jesus do some mighty work, so he knew the Word was powerful because this was Jesus is the Word. Right, so he knew that if he just got the word, he could at least get in motion. So he got in motion and began to walk in the direction of the Lord. How many? Of you know, how many of you know you gotta walk on the word? 
sure enough, it was the word that Peter moved on. It was the word that motivated him. It was the word that got him out of a ship. It was a word, yay. Some of you need to use that and get out of some relationships. Hello? You're in a ship that's that's boisterous, and it's your relationship. Come on, well, yeah, she went there this morning. And you need to get out of it. You need the word to get out of it. It's destroying you. But when Peter saw, that was for somebody, but when Peter saw, when he saw the wind boisterous, his eyes got off of the word. Remember, Jesus is the word made flesh. So his eyes got off of the word and on his situation, circumstance. He was at the point of no return. He couldn't go back to the ship. The word was before him. He couldn't go back to where he's been. Hey, hey. But his eyes moved away from the word that called him out in the first place. And when his eyes got off of the word, he allowed fear to come back in. When it's, when your eyes get off of the word, fear begins to come in and take control again. Anytime you experience fear, your eyes are off the word. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. i got to close here in a few minutes. And so when his eyes got off of the word, shoo. He began to sink. Circumstances began to change because he was not focused on what Jesus had said. Woo! He left off what he heard. He left off the word that had come to him, the word that's quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, of even joint and marrow, and it's a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. He left off of what Jesus said and looked at his situation and circumstances, and he began to sink. And then he remembered something. (laughs) When circumstances were beyond his control, what he didn't realize, they were always beyond his control. He cried, saying, Lord, save me. I told you some of the most powerful prayers are not these long-winded prayers that we pray. These powerful prayers are these two and three words. Lord, help me. Lord, save me. Woo! Total trust prayer. Lord, save me. And immediately... Immediately, there was an immediate response. Jesus didn't wait four days like he did with Lazarus. There was no point. He immediately responded. 
He didn't stand there and say, well, let me let him go ahead and drown. I'll, I'll get him up from the bottom of the sea next week. Mm-mm. No. Immediately, Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O you of little faith, wherefore dost thou doubt? Why did you get your eyes off of me? Off of the word. It was the word that got you out of that ship relationship. It was the word that got you out of that situation. What makes you think that you can walk it out without the word? What makes you think that you can live the rest of your life without the word? It was the word that healed you. It was the word that delivered you. It was the word that got you that job. It was the word that got you that thing that you needed. It was the word that brought you this far. Why do you think you can now live independently of the word? It is the word that will keep you. The living word. So when Jesus and Peter got into the ship together, you need Jesus to get into your ships, your relationships. You need Jesus to get on board. You need Jesus to be a part of a live last night. We letting it run because the message needs to be out there. And the message, sure enough, is going to bring healing and deliverance to a lot of people. If Jesus is not in it, if the word is not on it, ladies and gentlemen, separate yourself from it. If you do not have the word on it, you do not have his word on it on it. You shouldn't be living where you're living. You shouldn't be working where you're working. You shouldn't be doing what you're doing. No, that man is not yours. That woman is not yours. You need to ha, ha, ha. Say, Lord, save me. You're struggling for decades, trying to make something work that just wasn't ordained to for your life in the first place. Lord, help me. Lord, have mercy. Jesus immediately responded to, Lord, save me. Peter realized that uh, I can't do this alone. I can't do it alone. I can't walk this walk alone. I can't even walk out on the word alone. I need Jesus to help me walk the word out. We think sometimes because we got a hold of a little revelation, a little scripture, a little this or a little that, that that's enough to sustain us throughout the rest of our lives. And it's not. Give us this day our daily bread. Sure enough. That's why we, those of us who park it in here every morning, who come in here, who grab that phone, push that number, get in here. 
who click on that link on the radio show, get in and hear the word of God because we're tired of the living the lives we've been living. We're ready for the change. We are hungry for him. We want to move forward in his word. This life that we've been living has not been the life that we were given. It was the life that we were we were customized by the world. We were traditionalized. We were educated into. We were environmentally and socially acclimated to. But it has never been the word, the life that God wanted us to live. And now in this revelation revolution where all other kingdoms have come down, they've already crumbled. That's why buildings called church buildings are not even full to capacity. Many more empty chairs now than ever. Except where the fire is real. There are some there are some churches that are packing out. Because there's a real heart up there, the pure heart, the spending time with God. And people know the difference. They really do. While it is true that many rebel against the shift and the change, there are still some men and women who house the presence of God and are standing bold standing in their lane, so don't judge them, standing in their lane, teaching what God has given them, and are changing lives. When Jesus got on board, the wind ceased. When he's in the middle of your relationships, when he's in the middle of anything that's going on in your life, when he's the Lord of it all, the storms will have to cease. The Bible says in verse 33, I've got to wrap this up. And when they were coming to the ship, the wind ceased. In verse 33 it says, and then they were in the ship. They that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying, of a truth you are the son of god mhm they had a revelation in the middle of the sea that the word and the son of god are one ooh And he who receives the Son receives life. Can you receive the Son? Will you receive the Son? Will you receive life? Will you receive the Word in your ship? In your midst of all your relationships, every storm you have in life is about is coming by way of relationship. Do you know that? Have you thought about that? And so, well, well, what about the physical storms? You listen. Our bodies, sure enough, 
respond to stress, negative negative belief systems, negative relationships. People who are in healthy relationships are happier people. And happier people are healthier people. Did you know that? The joy of the Lord is our strength. The word doesn't lie. The joy of the Lord is our strength. And we can do all things through Christ who what? Strengthens us. A merry heart do good like a hmm, medicine. Broken spirit dries the bones. Yeah. Relationships. So I'm going to put this out there to you today. Give you an invitation. To allow the word to take over your relationships, all of them. Because he wants to be Lord in all of your ships. And as we worship him, we are saying he is in every relationship. That's the invitation. Worship him and allow him to take over your ships, all of your ships. Allow him to speak peace to your ships. Allow him to comfort you when you can find no comfort anywhere else. Sure enough. He wants to, but you've got to be humble enough to embrace the word. Do nothing in this world. Do nothing without his word. Thank you, Lamb of God. Thank you, Lamb of God. Thank you, Lamb of God. I sense his presence in this house. And someone's life is being changed. This this system is doing whatever it wants to do today. <laughs> I'm not doing anything. It's just switching back and forth. Oh, behold the Lamb. Father, we thank you for control of the airways. We thank you, Father God, for positioning the satellites in situations and circumstances. Thank you, Father God, for controlling the airways for radio and television and multimedia. And we rebuke and bind every hindering spirit, the, the Lord of the flies, 
the demons of the air, and we command them to leave this ministry in our domains. In the name of Jesus, we declare and decree that the blood of Jesus rules this house. It rules um, our streaming. It, the blood of Jesus rules everything we do, the books, the television, the partnerships, the, the volunteerisms, everything. In the name of Jesus, we declare and decree victory over these things. In Jesus' name, and we give the devil no glory. Jesus is Lord of the airways. Jesus is Lord over these satellites. Jesus is Lord over the streaming. Jesus is Lord over the studio. Jesus is Lord over everything we set our hands to do. We thank you for the word on it, God. We thank you. Oh, hallelujah to the Lamb. Well, I don't know about you, but I thank God for his word today, reminding us that we need the word in our relationships. We need Jesus to be on board And we just can't get out there on our own. But when he sends you, when he calls you, he's well able to come to you. He's well able to rescue you if you're out there on his word. The disciples were out there on his word. Peter stepped out on his word. And you can too. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for excellency. And we thank you for the spirit of excellence in all that we do. Thank you, Father God, for moving boundaries and setting us completely free, Father, from many entanglements in the airways, any assignments of demonic forces to try to shut the camera down or shut the lighting down and the video, the audio, and corrupt this system. We command the spirit of Leviathan, the beast of the underworld, to leave this place. And we receive the word of God that cleanses us, washes us, makes us whole. We're so grateful that we get to wake up and pray and teach and preach the word. We are so grateful for church every morning. Five days a week we get to come in here and preach and teach the gospel. And, Lord God, we thank you for Uh, Dr. Faye live as you begin to give us a new structure so that we can run longer and stronger and do all that you have set before us, Father God. We embrace the opportunity for others to learn the art of service and the blessing in putting their hands to this ministry, God. We thank you, Father God, for the multimedia piece and the books. We thank you for wise counsel, God, that you continue to bring our way to help instruct us. Lord, I thank you that you will help me to remain a student, a student of life and a student of Holy Spirit. I thank you, Lord, that I'm always at your feet, ready to learn, ready to hear, ready to grow, expand. We thank you, Father God, for the abilities that you have placed within me to impart to this people, wherever these people are, whether it's in this room or the local churches, and whether it's in uh, 
uh, evangelism, wherever it is, Father God, in print or in media, Lord, that lives are being radically changed because of the presence and power of God. And I thank you, Lord God, that I will continue to repent publicly, privately, because I choose to have a holy heart. And you said to be holy because you are holy and we can be holy. Thank you for consecrating us, sanctifying us, setting us apart. Being exemplary of heaven on earth. Thank you, Lord, for the church of Jesus Christ. Being birthed from a whole different place that the world may gladly say, what must I do to be saved? Thank you, Father, because we are the salt of the earth. And when we appear that others begin to get thirsty, I thank you, Lord, that we are the light that cannot be hidden, that when we walk into the room, We illuminate the atmosphere with your spirit, with your anointing. We thank you, Father, that we will always have an ear to hear what the spirit is saying to our local church. Thank you for giving us the gift of health, the gift of healing. And not only for ourselves, but, Father, for the world, for others. So that when we walk into a a room and people are sick, that they will be made whole, they will be healed. Hey, God, thank you for turning our lives around because, God, we were messed up. We were messed up coming into this room. We were messed up. But I thank you we're finding our way back home to where we belong. Seated where we belong, knowing our place. We thank you for that. We know our place, that we're seated right where we need to be. Thank you, Jesus, in authority and dominion. In Jesus' name. This broadcast has been sponsored by friends and partners of the Global Church and Dr. Faye. We invite you to become a partner right now at www.drfay.com or call us at 215-621-9704. That number again, 215-621-9704 to make your tax-deductible donation. Join us next week for more of Dr. Faye Live.